Welcome to this episode of Your Routine Queen podcast, and it is a guest interview day, and we have Ina Kovney, and she is a business coach, a podcast host. She specializes in helping coaches and brands monetize tiny audiences, and she has built a business from the ground up to six-figure earnings with an audience less than a 1,000 followers on any platform, which is going to blow your mind as you start to get to really think about some of the things she teaches. And she and I actually met in person, in real life, in flesh, in New York City at an event that we were both attending. I think it was back in 2016, 17, gosh. 18. 2018. You're way better at numbers than me. And you know what was so cool? You know, you were just so kind. Here I was, an introvert showing up to this group. I think I had been like evacuating from a hurricane and drove up to get to it. It was like such a hot mess express weekend, but I was committed to being there. And you were so kind. You were like organizing group dinners and staying in touch with everyone. And I was just like, oh my God, (laughs) you're so great. I just instantly building community and building relationships. So it's no surprise that you do what you do. This is Chelsea Fournier, AKA your routine queen. I believe that every aspect of running an online business can be broken down into a routine or ritual that you can create, master, and either love or delegate to someone who does. I help lightworkers build or rebuild the foundation of an online business that will be able to scale to consistent 5K months, 10K months, and beyond. You too can run an online business for purpose and profit, helping your sole clients without putting yourself on the back burner. If you are a sensitive soul, an empath, a healer, a guide, and you want to make a huge impact but don't want to lose yourself in the process or subscribe to the hustle culture of most online marketers, I hope you stick around. Let's jump into this episode together. I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. Thanks for being here. I did not catch when I met you that you were an introvert. I thought you were so nice. Like, <laughs> I love nice people. <laughs> like people that you, that you go and you sit next to them and they'll be nice to you and they'll talk to you. And I'm like, oh, Chelsea. It's like, I know. And I'm, I'm tearing up and crying. because I, I, I loved it. And you're I, based out of the Northeast. So I'm from Maine and you're near Boston, right? Yes. So... Yeah, meeting you was like the highlight of that event. It really made me feel like I can go to events by myself and make friends and like sit next to someone and expect them to like be nice back. And especially this event that you're talking about, I noticed that there were a lot of people who were paired up. A lot of biz besties, I think, because there was also like you could bring a guest for free. Bring a a lot of people went together. Right. So I would try to talk like a couple of them and they're just going to talk to me and turn around. And I'm like, okay. So so, yeah, it was a highlight of the whole event that I found you. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. And honestly, since 2018, you and I have both been on an evolution that is totally normal. In case someone is listening here, you may not hit your ideal like soapbox moment or niche like right out of the gate. And you and I have both evolved a lot and stayed in touch and pinged and ponged. Right. Can I tell you, uh, yes. funny that you mentioned that because I've been cleaning up my office. My office has gone through an evolution, multiple evolutions for the past right. four years. And I found the business cards that I brought to that event. I have them right here. There's different kinds. At the time I was teaching podcasting classes in the Boston area. So That's one right. of them, it was like different flavors. So like one of them says podcasting classes in Boston because I own that domain. Oh. One of them had the cover of my old podcast, Glazing Out of Corporate Life. Another that. one had my, my freebie, my one year roadmap freebie. And there was another one that said, I'm the WordPress girl, because at the time I was into making websites. So I need to Oh my gosh. But yeah, evolution. I went through a similar like backwards trail last night. I made a slide for a masterclass I was teaching and just wanted to normalize this topic. I went back to like 2015 to like the first Facebook group I had ever set up. And like, (gasps) my, you know, it's just fun to look at how things evolve and that you're totally normal. You're not failing, right? Right. My first Facebook group I created back in, and I know this was in 2018, by the way, it's not that I'm I'm awesome with numbers because I don't remember dates, but I know it couldn't have been earlier because 2018 was the year that I quit my job and I started doing the business. So that's that's the only reason I know this happened then. So my first Facebook group I created like in March of that year, April of that year, it was called uh, A Life Without Regret. 
And I did my very first photo shoot. So it was me with a ponytail and like a blue sweatshirt holding a a blank paper where I wrote on Canva, I wrote a life without regret. And that was the cover of it. Uh, So yeah, evolution. Yes, I love it. Well, I want to talk about your, your entire brand now. Mm-hmm. kind of topples the apple cart a little bit. And I think it's a really great kind of like soapbox or paradigm shift because compared to many coaches and gurus out there, just for so long, there's been this big pressure to like grow your following, get to 10K followers on Instagram as though like once you had that magical link in your stories, everything would be easy. We all have it now. It didn't change <laughs> that much, right? Right. <laughs> so there's that pressure to like grow, grow, grow. And in my opinion, and I think yours as well, it spreads entrepreneurs so thin in just creating content and you never actually have time to like engage or talk to these followers that are coming in. But you're here saying you can start getting clients even with a tiny audience. Just talk about this soapbox topic and kind of how it came to be for you. The reason it came to me for me is not because I quit my job and I decided I'm going to teach people how to make money with a small audience. Like, what did I know? I came into this coaching world being fed exactly the same stories as everybody else. And this sexy topic, if I'm going to start an online business, I feel like, well, I need an audience, right? I need someone to sell to. It's total logic. It's fine. It's a very logical step to take. Uh, In fact, when you go and look at an account, and you want to buy from them, usually the first thing that you see is the number of followers they have because the number of followers indicates authority. So I'm not taking that away. That is totally true. If I had 100,000 followers right now, I wouldn't need to have a pretty feed. I wouldn't need to be featured anywhere. All I need is that credibility marker telling me that I have 100,000 followers. Therefore, I must be good. It must be be someone. It must be someone, right? Like it's, I'm credible. So if you look at that and that's where you stop your logic, right? Then that means that if I'm going to sell something and I need to increase my authority, then I need that number to be bigger. But the thing is, there's so many people for whom that just doesn't materialize, right? There are so many people that when they started businesses, and when I say people, and I'm doing air quotes, people, I mean me, okay? I tried to grow my audience. I came into this world saying, I'm gonna create an online course. I'm gonna be famous overnight. I'm gonna be banking like everybody else is, right? And it wasn't working. I wasn't growing my audience. It wasn't happening. But I didn't give myself the option to go back to my job. I burned like the burn ships. The bri- yeah, burn the ships. Yeah. I oh. burned the ships at the beach. I yeah. said, I am not going back. So if yeah. growing my audience is not working, then I got to figure out what to do. So I heavily invested in coaches and programs. And by the end of 2018, I had invested in so much, getting myself into debt, by the way, that I figured out a lot more about how these programs run. And what makes them take and what the different modalities of a course, of a program, of a coaching package are. So the more I started to learn, the more I started to apply, right? Okay, so what can I offer? Okay, let me see if I can do this. Let me see if I can do that. By the end of my third year, I looked back and I'm like, oh my God, I crossed the six-figure mark. I'm going to say like 18 months to two years from the moment that I had my first client, I had already made $100,000. So I look back and I'm like, man, I was able to do that. Yeah. But my audience is still not growing. So I could just keep trying to chase after that squirrel. Right. right? And just keep trying to figure out, okay, let me buy that real course. Let me buy that YouTube course. Let me buy that Facebook page. Or I could turn around and say like, you guys, there's something here. What am I doing that got me to get clients without even having a big audience? And that's when everything started to click. Wow. First of all, I want to thank you for, you kind of slid it in there, but vulnerably saying that you invested and went into debt growing a business. Mm, Big time. Right. And I think especially like sometimes I think that there's investments. Sometimes they need to go on a credit card. Sometimes you just know you have that alignment. You have like gotten results from a mentor and you need to be in closer partnership with them. But I think part of this frenzy of you got to grow, you got to grow that there's like one thing you're going to learn on one platform that's going to make you go viral. And it's almost like addicting. Did you ever feel that way? Yeah. I mean, it's sexy 
It, yeah. I want to grow the audience. I want to be like that person. If she can yes. do it, then so can I. Yeah. Yeah. The problem lies in investing in programs that your business is too young and too immature to even right. take full advantage of, yep. to even be in that stage. Yep. So now, like once I went back and I realized like, well, if audience mm -hmm. growth is not the first thing that I should be doing, then what is the first thing I should be doing? And right. that's where I came up with my three stages, right? It's like, no, yeah. first we validate, then we create a machine that will get you reliable clients. And then stage three is audience growth. But yeah, but I invested heavily just trying to see like, like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Let's see what right. sticks. And I'm going to say something. For a lot of people, audience growth works. I know people personally who started with me, like they, they were doing like a Reels challenge. Like we were both following this Reels guru and we decided to do a 30-day challenge. And she and I started together. We both had 400 followers in our accounts. Okay. That was six months ago. I am here trying to break the 1,000 mark, right? I'm yeah, really close. Yeah. I'm like 950 today. Yay! She is at over 40,000 followers wow. in six months. Wow. And here's the thing. So because yeah. we're friends, I have yeah. asked her, I'm like, tell me, what was it? Right. What was the secret sauce? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't that kill you a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. There is nothing that somebody who has grown fast can tell you that you're not doing that yeah. they are yeah. if you're doing all the right things. It's just sometimes it works like magic and sometimes it doesn't. So yeah. for some people, like a smaller section of the population, audience yeah. growth is going to be easy and breezy. Mm -hmm. But then what happens to the 80% of us that are here still trying to get to the top 20%? Yeah. I want you to start making money. Yeah. I don't want you to spend the next 12 months trying to chase that dream, make money now so that when audience growth makes sense in your business, you already yeah. have a machine that you know, all I need is eyeballs. And I know yeah. exactly what to do to go and get them so that I can get clients because that's why we're here to yes. make money with our businesses, to serve people. So yeah. many people are just posting and not actually helping anybody. Your right. posts are just marketing. You got to be out there helping people. And Business means so much more than just the follower count. It's so true. And so I know that you had your evolution that we were talking about, and you had been growing a different feed. So you're very close <laughs> to growing to hitting a thousand followers, and everybody should go follow on Instagram your engagement coach. That is Ina. Yep. And so you're close to hitting a thousand followers on this new feed. And I know mm -hmm. that it was a conscious decision to like step away from an old feed once you got this clarity of what you wanted your message to be. And I actually was inspired. You did a podcast interview with Shanna Recker, who I knew. I had been on a stage with her before. We had been on a panel nice. and so I was like oh interesting Shanna's starting a new feed and Ina's starting a new feed and I had been really struggling with like knowing that my audience was different and I didn't have a huge following I had like 1800 followers on my other account I kept feeling like oh okay well I, I knew some of the people who were following me on my old account and they had nothing to do with the new topic I was gonna be sharing and so I found myself almost like watering myself down a little bit Mm -hmm. Like, who cares, really, in the end of things? But I, I just kept feeling this, like, limiting belief of, like, I can't take the stand for the new topic I want because I know all these people are going to think it's weird. Right. And so I saw your podcast, and it inspired me, and I was like, I'm going to go start a new feed associated with my new podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to just hear from you because I feel like there's pros and cons to, like, starting over. What, what was behind your decision to start from scratch and just create a new feed and brand? I'll be completely honest. I didn't know everything that I know now and yeah. about it back then. Okay. So I'm going to tell you how the decision came about and then the lessons that I learned from it. And I thought it was probably the smartest thing I could have done, but I won't pretend that this was a decision that was made from a, you know, such a higher level of clarity. And I was so smart and I knew exactly what I was doing. I won't pretend I learned a lot in the process and I'm so glad that I did it. So at the time, the reason I started over was because, and by the way, I started this account, Your Engagement Coach in June. June 21st was my first post that dropped, June 21st of 2021. Okay. I had spent the last six months trying to grow the old feed. Like I was doing everything that I'm doing in the new account, I was doing yeah. in the old account. Now the old account, I actually spent the first three years of my business on Facebook. I wasn't really like an Instagram person. 
right? I didn't really, I wasn't ingrained in the culture yet. I didn't understand the platform very well. So I I would post, but it'd be like, ah, just in case there's people there. Right, right? like repurpose what you shared on Facebook. Exactly. It's just repurposing like, you know, spot. Then January came around and that's just when they, uh, when I had just released the Global Phenomenon podcast, where I had just created my Get Clients First membership, which at the time was called the Global Masters oh, membership, I because I wanted yeah. like branded like the Global Phenomenon. This is the Global yeah. Masters, but it didn't yeah. mean anything. So I ended up changing the name of it. So it was just starting in my new message, like this new clarity that you need to start to get clients or started to, to ruminate. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to give Instagram a shot. I'm going to shut down my Facebook group and I'm just going to go all in on Instagram because I had about maybe 750 followers and it had been 750 followers for like a year. Forever, right? yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to really give it a shot, right? I'm going to do everything I know that I need to do on Instagram to grow it. Six months later, I had grown by 250 followers, even though I was doing reels every day, like literally reels every day for like two months straight. Yeah. And it wasn't growing. It was going way too slowly. The people that were joining were not even aligned. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? So I started to believe that I had trained the app. I had trained Instagram to believe that, listen, my content is just not good. So you shouldn't be showing it to people. Like that's what I started to believe because Instagram does learn like, Hey, if people don't like your content, I'm not going to show it to them. I've already tried and it failed. (laughs) So like, you know, you're not helping me here. So I really felt like the Instagram account basically was just garbage. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, and I saw Shana do it. I've actually looked up podcast episodes of people who started over and I found Shana's podcast and I sent her a message and she became my first follower on Ah! the new Instagram account. And I I sent her a message from there. I thought like, you are follower number one, because I listened to your episode. You really inspired me to start over. And I was following a couple of other people who started over and who were doing very well. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be it. Yeah. So that was the reason and the motivation why I decided to take the plunge. The old one is not working. I'm going to start over. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you yeah. why it was the smartest thing that I could have ever done. And I didn't realize it at the time. At the time, I wasn't aware about engagement. I thought that engagement was something that I waited for. I post and I wait for people to comment and to like and to share. You got to get out there and talk to people and do this. So that's why I decided, okay, in the new account, I'm just going to do all of those right things. And it was the smartest thing that I could have ever done because I had no idea who those people in the old account were anymore. I had had that account for four years. The people who joined in the beginning, like, who are they? Why are they here? Yeah. So I realized, like, okay, if I'm really going to do this, teach people that they can get clients right away, that they should start creating more genuine connections online. I have no motivation to go through 1,100 followers that I had on the old account and like try to tease out who's an ideal client who isn't. I'm like, no, most of them are just not. So starting over gave me that permission. And from the beginning, I've been doing this to go through my follower list and remove anybody that didn't align with my message. So this wasn't about growth anymore. This wasn't about numbers anymore. This was about, are these people going to resonate with what I'm saying? So to this day, I keep doing that. Every week I remove followers. And right now that I'm like in the race for like crossing the thousand mark, I still remove people because I don't want to inflate it. I want to be able to come here and tell you, I have 1000 real people. people. And in case this metric helps anybody, I have removed 30% of people from my account. So if you've never done a cleanup and you don't feel like you're going to do it, just always keep in mind that 30% are going to be dead weight. Yeah. Are like the weird hacky accounts or they're a business that's like trying to pitch you something. Like they're just not someone who's likely going to be there for like a real conversation. Exactly. Or like weird dudes looking for love. Right. Like, (laughs) no. If you are a man and you don't have a business, you don't have business following me. Like, I'm, no, you're not going to stay. I'm not going to let you just lurk. So my rule is it has to be a real person and it could be a great potential client, collaborator, or mentor. Otherwise, they're gone. Yes. Well, and that's such a good segue because it's actually the topic that you're going to be coming into to my group program, Aligned to Ignite. You're going to be one of the Ignite Your Strategy experts kind of talking on that topic because you're going to be helping students in my program learn how to start genuine DM 
direct message if you don't know the lingo, DM conversations with your followers to find and nurture potential clients and collaborators. I have a question for you. Do you ever feel like you are just so clear on your purpose and your desire to help people that the rest of running an online business should just feel easier than it does right now? Are you a healer, empath, intuitive, or light worker who's struggling to put all of the pieces together to design an online business around your knowledge, expertise, or gifts? I want you to know that you're not alone. And you're not alone and you can be supported in a community of others who are navigating this same process. If you have never looked into my online program, Aligned to Ignite, this is your personal invitation to come check it out. And if it's not open for enrollment right now, just take a second and join the wait list. If you've never heard me speak about it, Aligned to Ignite is my signature aligned offering. It is a premier group coaching container designed for intuitives, empaths, and lightworkers who want to build an aligned and sustainable online healing business without losing yourself in the process. You're going to be walked through my proven decisions by design framework of how to create and launch an offering that's going to call in your soul clients. You're going to have support from amazing top-notch aligned mindset guest experts, as well as access to some of the best of the best in all areas of strategy that could ignite your own strategy in your business. In addition, you get to go through this program with others who are just like you, caring so much about helping others and figuring out all the pieces to do this to create a purpose-driven and profitable online business. If you feel called to learn more, come over to chelseafornier.com slash aligned-to-ignite. The link will be right in the show notes so you can click right over there. Come join the wait list or if it's open for enrollment, check it out with an open mind. I have kind of like a two-part question for us to jump off on this topic, and I know we can't cover like everything on this topic, but my first question on this is, why do you think people struggle so much with finding their voice? Like someone follows you and they seem like an ideal client. So many people freeze up and they're like, what do I say to this person, right? Why do you think it is that we like freeze up if you've experienced that before of, you know, oh, so-and-so has been liking all my posts. What should I say to them? Why do we get into our head about that? I know exactly why. And that is because even though you are a very nice person and you are very friendly outside of business and you can yeah. go to a cocktail party and talk to people and meet new people, you still think that you're supposed to sell them something. Yeah. You're going into the conversation thinking, I have a hidden agenda. My yeah. hidden agenda yeah. is I want to sell them on my services. I want them to know what I do so that they can hire me. So yeah. that is the freeze up. The freeze up is not, how do I talk to a human being? The freeze up is, how am I going to get them to turn into a client? And that's like yeah. such a big leap to take, right. right? You're here trying to figure out how to say hello, but you're already like 10 steps ahead. Like, but I don't know how to turn them into a client. So I don't know how to lead them there. So I don't know what I'm supposed to say. That is the biggest block that yeah. people have. Yeah. Well, and maybe even to that point of being worried they're going to say the wrong thing. Like, oh no, if I don't use the right script, they're not going to become a client immediately. And exactly. It's like, take some pressure off, bro. If this was in person, like right. if you were at a networking event and you just met someone and you exchanged business cards and you were realizing you had something in common, you wouldn't immediately be like, I have a $5,000 program I'm trying to fill next week. Do you want in? Like we wouldn't yeah. do that in person, right? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of online coaches in the first year, and I'm also speaking for myself, we feel like there's a fire that we need to put out. Mm -hmm. Like we need to get to those 5,000 a month, right? Mm -hmm. In the next three months, otherwise our business is not working, right? Yeah. Like we feel like this rush that we need to do this now. So I need to learn how to talk to them now so they can become clients now. When yeah. in reality, your business is probably going to be here for a very long time. And yeah. people that you start conversations with today may not become a client in the next three months, but they may become a client a year later, two years later, three years later. You don't know. When I was in consulting, the business development guy in my office, he was trying to teach me about business development. He would tell me business development is about putting out fishing rods and walking yeah. away. Like yeah. that's how he described it. It's like, you're not like actively trying to catch fish. The, you put out the bait, you put yeah. out like, yeah. it's sunny, enjoy the day, get yourself a beer, right? right? And whoever <laughs> bites will bite, but wow. that, it's completely out of your hands at that point. So what are you going to do to put that fishing rod out 
and sit back and relax. Yeah. And so the solution that you teach is to create routines around engagement. So if you could, maybe just to talk for, if someone is listening and they're like, I know my account's not growing. I wish I was getting more engagement, like these desires of like, I wish I had more people to talk to. What is the best advice that you can give to someone around just normalizing it, making a routine, engaging with your audience? Like what are some baby steps people can take? Okay, start by not giving yourself uh, how many accounts I need to follow up with goal. So uh, here's yeah. the deal. Yeah. You may think like, well, you know, I have 300 followers. So if I talk to five of them every day, like that's going to be great. I'm going to be in good shape. Here's yeah. the problem. The, at least the way that I teach engagement and the way that I do engagement, yeah. I don't send out canned messages. Yeah. I don't send out a copy and paste saying, Chelsea, thank you for the follow. How's your day going? I don't. I consider DMs like phone calls, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know if anybody remembers, we used to have landlines at our house where somebody, like there was a certain etiquette, like, and you teach your children this etiquette, right? Like, hey, if somebody calls on the phone yeah. and you pick up the phone, they have to identify themselves before you identify yourself, right? Uh, You're not yeah. going to pick up yeah. the phone and somebody say, hi, who am I speaking with? It's like, no, sir. You call me, you tell me who you are and what That's your so business true. is, right? <laughs> yeah. So for me, a DM is like that. It's like, it's as if I was calling somebody on the phone and saying, hey, thanks. So what's up with you today? And I'm like, I have things to do. Right. Like, like you called me to impose on yeah. my time and like you expect me to just tell you like, what are my goals today? I'm like, who are you? Hey. Right? So hey. I don't have canned messages. Hmm. What I do have is I respond to triggers. I don't message you out of the blue. I message you because there was a reason for me to message yeah. you. So yeah. if I had a goal of five accounts that I want to follow up with today, I'm probably going to sit there for a good hour. Okay, let me see if there's anything that they have said in their feed. Let me check out their stories. Let me go to their website. Let me see if they've been featured on YouTube or podcast. So like, yeah. can I say something fruitful Ab right. like about them that has actually inspired me. And this can't be fabricated. If I see somebody who's doing something that I just don't care anything about, like fishing, now that we're on the fishing topic, right, like, right. I don't care about fishing, right? Yeah. And I don't think that this person would be looking for like business coaching. They're not an online coach. If they yeah. like fishing, yeah. I'm probably not going to engage with them. Like it's not a genuine relationship to me. So yeah. I find people that we have similar interests that we have that when they post something, I'm like, you know what? That was true. I really like that. Or, yeah. oh my God, your design is amazing. Like I yeah. find something to say that I actually feel. So yeah. when I message you, I go and say like, hey, Chelsea, thank you for the follow. And I only say that, by the way, so that they know, they remember that they're following I me, know, because you right? might just like be clicking through and be like, exactly. oh yeah, okay. So I, I want them to remember that they're one, the ones who are following me rather than like me coming out of the blue. So like, thanks yeah. for the follow. I just checked out your latest episode. I just checked out your story and I just had you know, something to say or a question for you or like something that yeah. you know we can talk about that is a common ground. So if I set a goal for five people, I'm going to be there for way too long. So mm. I would suggest that if you're thinking about creating a routine that is going to be sustainable, give yourself a time frame. Mm -hmm. Just say, I'm going to sit here for 20 minutes a day. Like, that's it. That's all I'm going to do, 20 minutes. Yeah. And if I only engage with one account, that's fine. Because at the end of the week, I'll have seven accounts that I will have engaged with. Seven new connections, seven new people, yeah. right? Yeah. Rather than getting to the end of the week and having had zero. So you'll yeah. always be in a better spot and that will help you with the routine. I think that's so important. And part of what you're sharing is also just about trusting. Like trusting mm -hmm. that the amount of time you put in is valuable. And yeah. that it's going to accumulate and have that longevity of like, okay, over time, I'm going to strike on someone who's like, oh my God, I want to bring you on my podcast. Like maybe that collaborator responds. Yeah. Or and maybe it is someone who says, oh, I just saw, I just had someone the other day, you know, hey, thanks for the follow. I was just curious, you know, how did you find my feed? I saw that we have so-and-so in common. Oh, she shared your masterclass to her stories and I clicked through and I loved all of the reels you've been doing. And yeah. I was like, oh, thanks. The reels are yeah. like my least favorite thing I do. Perfect. <laughs> and I've done that too. Like yeah. I love doing this particular exercise that you just said is, yeah. hey, do you remember how you found me? I love asking that because it helps me remember 
that new followers are not complete strangers. Like yeah. they yeah. found me before they hit follow. So I yeah. want to know like, how much background do you have on me? Right. You came from a friend. Is it because you saw yeah. uh, a post from a hashtag? I've gotten that. Yeah. Like people are like, yeah, I was just browsing hashtags and I saw your yeah. post. I'm like, that's great. And right? then it also kind of validates like all those little fishing lines. Right? right. And so it validates like, hey, that 45 minutes I spent researching hashtags, that was worthwhile. Or right. you know, I see reels as it takes me about 10 minutes a day to do a reel. Mine are not like highly produced. And so yeah. I, I see it as a 10 minute a day lottery ticket. So every once in a while someone comes in because of it. And I'm like, I, I spent those 10 minutes for however many days. I should talk to this person. Like this was yeah. the point of doing that marketing to bring that was in the conversation. Point. So we end up like ignoring them. We end up, you know, just thinking that they are such total strangers that we should not yeah. bother them. Right. And we end up just freezing up because like, oh, how am I going to turn them into a client? I saw their profile yeah. and they look like an ideal client to me. I'm like, how do you know? Part of the, I would say, foundation of the program that you're going to be coming in as a guest expert is infusing six values into the experience of going through this program with me. And so I've been having a lot of fun asking people coming onto the podcast. I'm going to read you the six values and I just want you to listen and feel which one pings for you as like, whoa, that's something I would like more of in my business. So I'm going to read okay. them to you right now. You ready? Okay. Okay. Go. Longevity, discernment, design, spaciousness, sustainability, and safety. Which one of those pings for you as something you desire more of in your business? I really like spaciousness. Yeah. Because I love that. So I talk about longevity all the time. You and I have talked about this too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is you, Chelsea, adding an extra dimension to longevity. It's like, it's yeah. not just about the longevity. It's about giving yourself like that room to breathe, right? Yes. To not be rushing, to not feel like everything has to happen yesterday, right? Like it's yes. okay to go one step at a time. So that is something I was really, really craving in my business because even yeah. up to last year, I couldn't think beyond six weeks. Like that's the most I could look ahead. I could look ahead at a launch and after the launch, I'd be like, okay, now what? Yeah. And I guess another six weeks begin. I don't know. Right. So I finally started to really think about my year. Oh my God, I have all this runway. Right. Let me right. use it. Let me use this space. Yeah. And I'm moving in a way like in my mind, yeah. I'm like ice skating through an yes, entire ring. That's such a good visual. Right. Like, why am I trying to walk through a narrow yeah. corridor when yeah. I can just ice skate through the entire yeah. year? So I actually planned my whole year based on that. I blocked yeah. out which weeks I'm taking for vacation. How many times am I really going to be launching? What is realistic? What is, I started outsourcing more things to my VA, yeah. right? Like I have a very, very specific standard operating procedure, like set yeah. of instructions for her to set up yeah. my next webinars, right? So like, mm -hmm. and to tell you the truth, like January yeah. has felt so easy yeah. that I'm like, am I forgetting am I missing? <laughs> Totally. What am I forgetting to do? Because like, it shouldn't be this easy. I shouldn't right. be floating through right. this. Like, what am I missing? I still feel like I'm missing something. But yeah, that spaciousness is the one mm. that speaks the most to me. I love the visuals that you just described for that. And what I like to think about is spaciousness, like allowing time to breathe. You use that word. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean procrastination because your visual of, you know, ice skating, you're constantly gliding, you're constantly taking motion, yeah. but you're not like just stressing and white knuckled and, oh, I got to make this decision today. Or well, it's, it's breathing yeah. into it and saying, maybe I need to sleep on it. Maybe I need to meditate. You know, so many of the women who listen to this podcast are intuitives, empaths, light workers, like really leaning into their inner knowing. Yeah. And sometimes you just can't rush that conversation. So I yeah. love your, your take on that value. Thank you. I'm going to put that like in my vision board or something like just ice skating. It's like a big yeah, ring. Just keep like, going. Take your just space. Like open your legs. You know? <laughs> right? just, like, just do it. You know? Yeah. I like that. Well, I talk a lot with my students and the community about just calling in specific results. With the spaciousness in mind, you can have a vision, have a vision board of what you would like to call in, even if you're not sure what the plan is. And mm -hmm. so if you were to call in, maybe there's someone listening who can be a connector for you. Who knows? Right? If you were to call in one specific thing in your business that you just crave, that you really want to see happen 
in 2022, what would that be? I am calling in not being afraid of being visible. So ever since the beginning, I mean, it's been such a a paradox to me because if you see me on my stories, if you see me on video, if you see me on- very visible and consistent as all that. I just like burst out with energy and I'm like not afraid of being on video and all that stuff. But I realized that I have become very comfortable with small audiences. And, and this is going to get into like psychological stuff here, if you will allow me to go there. But uh, I discovered this because when I started practicing video, I would be doing this inside my Facebook group, Mm -hmm. right? Because I was in Facebook, like I said, in the first three years, I wasn't really on Instagram. So yeah, I was like out there and I was consistent and I was always showing up, but always to a small audience. And I started to realize that I was panicking over having more eyes on my stuff because you know what more eyes can mean it can mean more trolls it can mean more people disagreeing with you it can be more people like challenging your way of teaching exactly like like and I didn't know if I could take that pressure when I was growing up I was bullied when I was in school and ever since I've been little fear of rejection has always been the dark cloud looming over me so it's no one like I've, I've worked with mindset mentors and I've worked with yeah. every coach yeah. under the sun and they see this and they're like, Ina, I don't understand how you don't have a larger audience, how you're not like out there and like how this hasn't like blown up. Yeah, I don't understand it. I'm like, I think I do. I think I have my own fears and subconsciously I am doing things to self-sabotage. Do right. not be visible to stay only talking to my audience, like which actually works to the benefit of everybody learning from me because I'm teaching them how to create great right. connections with the right. audience that right. they have. Like that's what I'm great at. Yeah. Right. But it's if I if my business is going to continue to grow, yeah. I want to be able to have, you know, a much bigger audience to speak yeah. to. But yeah. if I continue to self-sabotage because of my own fears, then where am I going? So this is when I realized like my zone of genius is coming from my fears. So I yeah. hope that everybody can learn from me, like all the things yeah. that work because I'm, I'm a very determined person. I will get my business to work, yeah. right? Yeah. And I can only ask for prayers and thoughts and wishes that I can overcome my own fears and be able to really blow this up and to really mm. not be afraid to get this message out there. So one thing that I'm calling for yeah. this year is to shed that fear mm. and to show up more, to be on more podcasts, to be on more stages. I'm actually yeah. going to be speaking at my very first business conference in May. So I'm very excited. I'm going to PodFest this year and I love teaching. So I have been featured in summits and in podcasts and in in conferences before, but it's all been virtual. This is going to be my first time actually stepping on stage. Wow. And I'm excited about it. I mean, I love a stage. Like I said, I'm I'm an extrovert and I I love speaking and I will talk about this all day long and I have all the energy to match it, but I've always been self-sabotaging and bringing myself down. Now imagine the pandemic hits that mandates that you do everything virtual. I'm like, well, this is very convenient. (laughs) I can stay right in my comfort zone. I can stay exactly where I belong. And 2020 was my biggest revenue generating year of my entire business. But it's time to get out of the nest and start to show up and we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to go amazingly. And I want to just hear and validate you. Thank you for being so honest and just transparent in your answer to that question, because no matter what stage you're at, there's those inner fears, the inner demons, the generational curses, the things your grandmother said that have stuck with you that you don't even know that really being an entrepreneur is personal development with, you know, commissions attached to it as you grow. (laughs) Totally, totally. That's exactly what it is. Business ownership is just all personal development with yeah. like an invoice like yes exactly. <laughs> <laughs> with a funnel attached <laughs> totally with a funnel oh yeah. my gosh totally thank you so much for saying that yeah. it's yeah, I, really I haven't actually it. shared this in other podcasts I've talked about yeah. the bullying but I've never actually shared the fact that these yeah. are the things that keep me down and if anybody's yeah. listening you just gotta 
start by naming what that fear is. Like yeah. give it a name. Is it the fear of failure? Is it the fear of success? Is it the fear of uh, being rejected? Is it the fear of not being good enough? Is it the fear of what your family's going? Like, what is it? Yeah. And then start to notice in what areas you are self-sabotaging even subconsciously yeah. and you're not growing yeah. because of it. Self-awareness is the first step. I haven't figured out exactly what's going to happen this year. Yeah. I just have the self-awareness to match what my actions should be yeah. so that I don't let it keep me down anymore. You've got this. We'll see. So we're going to close out with a little bit of a rapid fire. It's a two-part question. I am your routine queen. So of course, I want to hear what routines my guests are loving and what areas they want some more support in. So if you think about routines, habits, whatever you want to call it, let's start with the positive. What is one routine that you feel like you have honed that truly serves you in business right now? Okay. It is to finally know how I like to wake up in the morning. Okay. Because everybody has like, you know, like, oh, these are the things that I should be doing in yeah. the morning, right? And I've done this before, like 2021. I'm like, no, I'm going to get up at six in the morning and I'm yeah. going to go for a run and then I'm going to have breakfast and I'm going to feel great about it. And then I realized, I'm like, you know what I really don't enjoy? Yeah. Setting an alarm for six in the morning and go for a jog. <laughs> like, it's just not a thing that I like. So if it's not yeah. something that I enjoy doing, it's probably not going to be sustainable for me. I'm not saying that yeah. anybody else should do something different, but I do yeah. want to encourage everybody to really think if I could give you carte blanche on how you would love to wake up and open your eyes and can you make that happen? And for yeah. me, you know what I love to do? What? I love to plan. Okay. Like I love to plan. And this is something that I always like put down in my business because yeah. I'm like, you know, it's so easy for me. Like, and we all do this. Like it's the thing that we take for granted is the thing yeah. that we do the least. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I love to plan. I love to have a spreadsheet that shows me my entire year and to just like take it all in and then say, right. this is what's going to happen on May 26th. And this oh is going to happen on October 11th. And like, <laughs> I love doing that. Yeah. So I decided that from now on, I'll set my alarm. I have kids. I got to be like right, with right. them starting a certain time. I'll set my alarm. First thing I do is go brush my teeth, come back to bed. I yeah. got myself a, a nice pink, fluffy, weighted blanket, right? Nice. So I get back in bed with like my blanket is like fuzziness and pink all around me. <laughs> and I open up my planning spreadsheet where I have the yeah. things that I need to do today, the month and the year. And yeah. it doesn't matter if I have something to do or to plan. It's just looking yeah. at it. Yeah. Right. It's like comfort. It feels so good. It's such like a warm, hot chocolate to me. <laughs> so that's what I do. I open my spreadsheet yeah. in the morning and that yeah. has helped me actually focus on my day because it wow. used to be that I would just waltz through my day. And if I had like an hour free, yeah. I would just throw it down the toilet because I, I don't know right. what I'm supposed to be focusing on today. So yeah. whatever happens will happen. So yeah. that is one routine that I wow. highly encourage, not for everybody to open a spreadsheet first thing right. in the morning. And it's, you know, depending on your human design or your personality or like what right. jazzes you up, this may make you cringe and be like a spreadsheet that tells me October 27th right. is what I'm doing. But for some personalities, that's going to be like that warm hug. Yeah. What I love is you've just abandoned, you don't need to embody someone else's routine. This is your routine. This is me. And it so feels great. Now we're in winter time in Boston. Yeah. So it's like 14 degrees outside yeah. in the morning. Nobody and wants I to haven't go for a been, run. <laughs> and I haven't been able to go for a jog. I will, yeah. don't worry about it. Everybody, don't worry. I'm not jeopardizing my health no. and no. prioritizing a spreadsheet over my health. I will get back out there once the weather starts yeah. to get warmer. That's yeah. fine. But it's not going to be in my morning routine, Later this is my way day. to wake up and feel happy yeah. Yeah. about the day. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. And so let's do the flip side. What is one area of your life or your business that just feels like that energy suck, that messy part that you don't even want people to know about that you know having a routine around would improve? Everybody knows it immediately and doesn't want to say it. I know, I know <laughs> it. I know what it is. Yeah. I don't want to tell you, but I know what it is. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. Deep breath. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so scared of telling you this. <laughs> it's safe. It's safe. The actual process of creating my podcast. Wow. Yeah. I love this thing. Yeah. I'm not about to quit on it. The guests that I'm getting for the are next amazing. season. Yeah. I can't even tell you who they are, but they're yeah. like amazing. Right. Yeah. So 
big part of my life. But every week that I have to sit down and write a script and record it, and then I've been lagging so far behind that I can't even in good conscience hand it over to my VA because it's just way too late, right? And it's just going to stress her out. And that's not the kind of boss I want to be. So I end up being the one to actually do the work. And this morning I spent like an hour and a half posting today's episode. So one thing that would really help me with routine, I swear I already started putting the the pieces in place because I can't keep going like this because I I want it to be sustainable. I want it to be here forever, but it can't be that onerous a job every week. So I do have a new process of, uh, I decided that since I go live every Monday in my Instagram account anyway, that is going to be the content for that week's podcast. It used to be that I would go live and then do an episode whenever I could get a chance. I'm like, no, no more. Yeah, that's too much. My Monday lives will be the episode. So I will record it with a good microphone and everything. And at the end of the episode, I'm just going to write a quick paragraph of what this was about. Right there, since I'm already with the microphone, record that script and send it off Mm. and not have to worry about whether the audiogram is ready or whether it's going to get posted on time. I even changed it so that my VA would front load the audiogram creation so my social media manager can have it on time. Yeah, It's time to simplify this stuff. So routine, Mondays have to be podcast day, the end. The end, end of story happening. It's just about the discipline. But what I'm hearing from you, a couple things I want to point out that you're doing amazingly is your habit stacking. So you know that you're already in the energy, in the space, maybe in the makeup, maybe in the hair of doing like a video. So you're going to feel your best. And so that particular, like you've gotten into a great routine around showing up every Monday. I'm always astounded. I'm like, every Monday? She's always here doing your live video. And you're doing a really great job with that. So why make it harder? You're just stacking to say, now this same piece of content is going to be turned around and put into something else. So you're habit stacking and repurposing, which I'm a huge fan of both of those. Habit stacking. I had never heard about the, what is habit oh, stacking? Oh my gosh. Habit stacking is looking at, so like a super basic example would be it's before or after things. If you already have a base habit around something, I brush my teeth. So you are habit stacking by saying, I brush my teeth. And then I get into bed mode with my waiting blanket and I open my spreadsheet. Each of those required some prep work. Like you had to order the blanket, you had to make the spreadsheet, make sure your phone was going to be synced to be able to see it. Those are all little micro habits that you're putting together into a routine. And so now as you start to look at, you know, stepping into, okay, could say as soon as I end the recording on Instagram, I am going to do 10 jumping jacks to like move my energy and get me out of, you know, feeling stuck about my podcast. And then I'm going to go do ba 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 of the production of it. And so the more you train your body to do the next thing without thinking about it, yeah. the more it will become a routine that you stick with. I can actually feel that in the morning because like, I can't yeah. open my spreadsheet without brushing my teeth first. Like I yeah. have to, like I will, yeah, I can't totally. allow myself. Yeah. First thing is bathroom and then come back. It's even harder because like I could just pull up my laptop on my lap and I, just, right. I can't, I have to do that first. Yeah. I feel it. Okay. That's great. So just create these, the muscle memory around what it looks like to finish the habit you're used to is the video. And then what's the next thing you're going to do? Maybe it's not jumping jacks, but maybe it's turning on a certain song to pump you up to like, while that's processing, get ready for the next thing. So the more you can like minutia, just get your body to know what you're going to be doing next. You'll have a habit stack that turns into a routine. Got it. Okay. So I tell people it's not a routine the first time you do it right? That's no. just the first totally. time you did it. So I'm going to start on Monday with this new flow and okay. let's see what I come up with. Cause it's gotta be automatic. Otherwise I'm yes. going to continue yeah. to dread it. And I can't live in that world yes. where every week I'm just feeling dread about something that is so wonderful and that I love so much. Yeah. I, can't, I can't do that anymore. So I'll let you know how it goes. Next yeah. Monday. DM me after and be like, here's the little stack that I put together. Yeah. It might change from week to week as you find the right stack, but yeah. it really is worth exploring it with that like observer mindset too. Nice. Okay. I'm going to do that. Thank you. Awesome. Well, as we close this out, I love the free resource that you have created called 100 engagement post ideas for coaches. And so the two things I'm recommending, unless you have something else in mind is to go follow Ina at your engagement coach and maybe tell people a little bit about this free resource you put together. It's super valuable. Where can they get it? And what's it all about? Sure. So I'm going to start by saying like, this was created very, very strategically because we're all looking 
for what is the thing that is going to work, right? Like those are, and this is just like a little business lesson. The best freebies are the freebies that meet people where they're at and they give them that thing that they need right in the moment, okay? And since my audience, they're starting to learn that posting all the time is not what's going to get them clients, but they haven't learned that yet. They're still looking for ways to post that is going to be fruitful. I'm like, okay, then how could I get them something that will meet them where they're at, which is I want to post more and get them to be on the driver's seat of Mm -hmm. their engagement, right? Get them to be proactive about their engagement. So I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to come up with 100 ways. It could have been five. It could have been 25. I'm like, no, I'm going to go the distance. This is going to be- <laughs> I love it. It's super valuable. 100 ways yeah. that you can post and stay proactive in your engagement so that you are the one making the decision. It's not just posting and hoping. It's no, you're posting with the purpose of creating a relationship with that person. Like that is going to work. So that's how I created these 100 engagement post ideas. It's not a content calendar. It's like, do this like every day of your life. Every post you make should follow these rules, right? Mm -hmm. These guidelines so that you can get more engagement that you initiated, that you went proactive with. So yeah, everybody can go and get it at 100 post ideas. Dot com and that is the number one zero zero post ideas.com awesome well i will put it in the show notes as well as a link over to follow you on instagram and many of the people here following obviously they're listening to this podcast here wherever you're at spotify apple wherever go find the global phenomenon as well make sure to subscribe because ina really does bring on amazing guests and brings really teachable moments and pulls out from their stories of what it's looked like to grow a global business and so you can always learn so much from just hearing people's stories you do a really excellent job with the interviews so make sure to go follow her all the places Ina, thank you for being here today and sharing so much value on this episode. It's one I'll be sharing out to people for years to come, I'm sure, because this is stuff that it doesn't change. You know, it just is building relationships, trusting the process, creating routines. It's the foundation. So thank you for being here to share it. And thank you for creating this amazing space. And I've had so much fun talking about all of this. And thank you for getting me out of my shell and talking about things I have never talked about before. I, <gasps> I am very that. excited to, <laughs> to see how people how people take this. So awesome. yeah, so if anybody finds me on Instagram, just send me a DM and tell me that you heard it here and tell yeah. me what you thought of the interview. I'd love to hear it. So thank you, Chelsea. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me to have you part of this community. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and subscribe to your Routine Queen podcast wherever you typically listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Remember, routines and rituals are your friend and part of the path to the next level version of you that is already calling in the business and life that you desire and deserve. See you on the next one.